This is Midweek Motion, a creative outlet of Grace Avenue Church designed to help lead, feed, and guide you in things that honor God and build His purpose in you. Here we'll deep dive into curated content, interviews, principles, and conversations that nurture and fan the flames of the diverse gifts, talents, dreams, and aspirations that you hold near and dear. C.S. Lewis once said, the task of the modern educator is not to cut down jungles, but to irrigate deserts. Perhaps today's episode will flood your heart and mind like a fresh stream that flows with motivation, inspiration, and education. This is Midweek Motion. All right, welcome back, Misty. Hello. How are you? Great. You survived one episode. I did. Ready for another? I got invited back for another one. So we didn't I feel kick like, you off. Yeah. Even though it was officially like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> You're back. They let me stay. All right. Um, attitude number eight. This is where we're at for Minute Motion. We've been talking about the 12 attitudes that define Grace Avenue culture. We're going more into a conversational style on each one. Yeah. Uh, we've taught this in a series on Sundays. We've taught it to our leaders. We've actually taught, uh, and now we're teaching this uh, for people, everybody who serves in Grace Avenue and, and the general public uh, in a conversational way. So today's yes. number eight out of 12. We're talking about change is not a challenge. That's right. right? Um, this reminded me mm-hmm. of a very long time ago, uh, the staff took a Myers-Briggs, or no, the Strengths Finders. We took a the Strengths Finder t- test, right? And I remember yours came back, and you took the like more in depth one where you found out where you landed on everything. And there's 32 strengths total, right? Uh, I think it's and 30 something. Yeah. 30 something, and your very last one was adaptability. Yes. And yes. I thought that was hilarious right. because we're always changing, and change is healthy. Yeah. Um, and so now I always tell myself. If Pastor Daniel can change and embrace change and be adaptable, then we all can. So how did that feel for you? (laughs) How does it feel now or then? (laughs) How did it feel then? Um, I felt fine with it then. I don't know if I feel good about it now, (laughs) but I remember adaptability. I don't don't know if it just didn't come natural to me. Um, And I scored so low on that. I, I guess it, you know, and I remember taking it twice and I think, four years apart in both times that came out as the, at the lowest level. I'm interested to take it again. It's been like six or seven years. Since You've probably uh, come a long way since then. Yeah. yeah. You've adaptably became adaptable. Uh, <laughs> I guess, I guess if you want to say that, yeah, you have to change, you know? And, um, I think over the last X amount of years, there's been so much change, you know, just life, personal life, not a national level, People, church, locations, just everything's so different. So, yeah. you know, I, I don't know if I'd have written this uh, as an as an attitude so willingly back then. But change is not a but challenge. But you've changed. I have changed. <laughs> change is not a challenge. And we say that because it's almost kind of like an oxymoron because change is a challenge. Right. But what we're trying to really get across to people is the heartbeat of what change really is about. Right. Um, Jesus moved from town to town. His disciples were constantly asking, what is this about? What does he mean? They didn't understand it in the moment. They're having to recall later what he said. Um, Jesus was saying, you've heard it said this, but I tell you this. So change was always going on in him, around him, because of him. Um, changing mindsets, changing attitudes, changing hearts, sometimes offending hearts, offending mm, people yeah. to get change in place. You've heard it said, but now I tell you. 
okay, he's basically saying, this is the way it's been, now it's going to change. Wow. And unfortunately, that's kind of how change works in life. Change just hits us, smacks us upside the head and says, this is the way it is now. Uh, your pants are tighter this year, okay? <laughs> the, things have changed. Right. And um, so you have to change. You have to adapt to those kind of things, right? Yeah. So. You know, um, we're saying change is not a challenge, but in reality, change can be hard for some people. Yeah. And sometimes we don't always know why. Like, why is this change bothering me so much? Why is this change so hard for me? But we come to find out we are creatures of comfort. And yeah. so how do we, being creatures of comfort and knowing change is not a challenge, change is healthy, how do we navigate that? Yeah, well, if you're going to be part, I think, of any team, any organization, any group, any collective effort, you've got to have change uh, as a value. You know, you've got to be able to turn on a dime. You've got to be able to shift. You've got to be able to move. And you need emotional maturity and big picture thinking to be able to do that because, um, it's kind of like in sports, like when you see college players come out into uh, a professional league, a lot of times the, the players, they're having to talk younger players back down off of, hey, this is not about your stats. This is not about your endorsements. This is not about your jerseys. This is not about how many uh, you know endorsements you get this month, how many points you score this quarter or this year. The, you're now part of a bigger collective here. And that happens in the kingdom, but it specifically happens on a smaller level in a local church. Change is happening all the time. You know, like we're not parking there anymore. We're asking everybody to park on this side. Right. What? I've been parking here forever. You know, we're not seating people there. Oh, we're not doing service times at that time. We're now doing three services, not two services. Oh, well, change is the way but I'm used to going at nine and now it's 930. And so change is always happening. And if you're not good at change and you don't embrace it, it'll run you over. Right. And it'll leave you behind. And that is hard for people. And so I just, I believe part of being humble is embracing change that comes, even if you don't like it. Right, like right. If you're going to go the distance in anything and be respected, you know, you don't want to be known as the guy that, that always gets mad every time something changes. You really don't. Like every once in a while, yeah, okay. But all the time right. if people are walking on eggshells around you because oh man when he hears about this it's uh that lack of adaptability people aren't going to want to follow that and they're not going to want to team up with it and so you have to kind of take on that attitude of like change is not a challenge like I, i've got this i've got this everything's changing every day in life right technology's changing better medicine better health procedures better better phones better computers better instruments better better ways of communicating better ways of doing things and right. approaching certain things, then why not just embrace it, you know? Yeah, that's so good. Yeah. I love that you mentioned big picture because I think sometimes when we hear about a change, we can think, how does this affect me? This right. change affects me. Oh, I have to wake up earlier. Oh, I now I can't get to do this or that because service times change. But when we're looking at it from a bigger picture, it helps us... Uh, I want to say swallow the change a little bit better, but accept mm. and adapt and understand the why behind the what. Yeah. So can you give us some examples of where like the big picture, seeing the big picture has helped, like an example of um, how that helps your view? Well, in the context of church, let's just think about church is very much, um, it's an organism and it's an organization. And, yeah. you know, I, I try to teach this as much as I can in um, like some of our, our um 
or different classes, you know, on leadership and yeah. helping people understand what, especially people who are new to the faith and people who are new to church life and this way of biblical community and following Jesus and all of that. A, a lot of people don't get that mentality. They come in and they, they, they're saturated and they experience and they're looking around, oh, all these people are shaking hands and they're hugging each other and they're doing life and they're going to lunch. But if you're new to that, and you don't do that at work, and you didn't come from a family like that. It feels very foreign to people. Right. And yeah. we have to help people understand, like, there's organization to this. Like, we didn't just show up, like, and it, everybody was just like this. Right. Like, there's been some intentional growth mechanisms that have been put to help formulate this love and this life here. And there's been work. And forgive. some of these people hated each other before, and they've forgiven and love each other yes. now, right? Oh, like, there's so been good. intentionality behind yeah. it, you know, but that meant someone had to change. Right. It's also an organism. It's, you know, next Sunday will be like next the next Sunday. Uh, next Sunday will be like last Sunday, but it won't be. Right. Because it's changed. Hurts have happened this last week. People have lost. People have gained. People got horrible news. People right. got really great news. Like things have changed. People are in a different place last week than they are now. Like they were on a mountaintop. Now they're in a valley. What the heck's going on? You know, change. Like, it's a living organism. Church community is a living, breathing, functioning, Holy Spirit-led organism. And if, if we try to box it in, we're going to get really frustrated. As a pastor, I don't try to box people into—this is a mistake I used to make. I used to think certain people should be at a certain level at a certain time mm. based on my best assessment of where I think they should be. And I learned quickly, not just through my own failures and through my own— you know, letdowns of myself or letting down my wife or my kids or people, my team, uh, I learned, well, geez, I need grace for myself. The people need grace too. And people are, are y y here's, here's what happens. Like, you ever notice there's like a, a celebrity or the boss of a company or someone's just really important and then something public gets really exposed and it's really embarrassing and shameful and they, they want to hide and they shut their social media down and they disappear. And everybody goes, I just never would have thought that someone like them was going through that. Right, right. Why do we even say that anymore? It happens to everyone. And everybody's got something that they're dealing with that they're, God, they're letting God deal with, uh, they're ignoring, or they're, they're taking the bull by the horns and saying, I want to I change, I want to mm -hmm. grow. Like, yeah. I know I'm bitter. I know I'm angry. I want to deal with this. Or they're just covering it up. Right. Oh, no, 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 I'm good. I'm good. No, you look really bitter. Nope, I'm fine. I'm fine. No, you're not. Right? If people can't accept that change for themselves, like God is moving you forward. Right. Yeah. Right. I feel like I'm talking too long, but <laughs> this is no, this is so kind of what I'm trying to, yeah. to get about the organism side of yeah. things. The this is this is alive. Jesus is alive. His word is alive. His spirit is alive, and we have to embrace. God wants to change us. Well, I think too, it's trying to say like, don't get stuck because it is yeah. a living organism. So. Don't get stuck because life is always changing. People are always changing. They have things under the surface they're going through and dealing with. And so this change is so healthy and important. And so we don't want to get stuck there. Well, change reveals yeah. where, where we're selfish. Mm, yep. It really does. Just shift things on people. And, you know, it reveals where, I mean, if we automatically, if our first response on every time there's change happening is a tantrum or anger or why didn't somebody tell me? Well, there's 
hundreds and hundreds of people here. Like it was emailed, we sent a text, we communicated it for four weeks. You know, like what do we need a personal notarized letter to deliver to you to say this change is happening? Or what's it going to take for you to understand things are always shifting and changing? I'm not mm, talking about so irresponsible change. Like yeah. when we, we just don't have church next Sunday, didn't bother to tell anybody, hey, change is not a challenge, accept <laughs> it. Right. right. I'm not talking about that. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. People are people, and sometimes they make mistakes too. And yeah. um, I think one of the things I remember as we talk about change is not a challenge is. Um, Pastor Haley and I, how many times we've switched roles yeah, and how I had to guard my heart. We, we ha- you have to guard your heart through change, right? Especially yeah, when, yeah. Mm-hmm. if there are insecurities there or anything like that, and you have to take them to the Lord. And so I just think about like, I, um, actually Pastor, Pastor Haley and Pastor John were, um, overseeing kids ministry. And then yeah, I started overseeing kids ministry. And Golly, then, when was that? That was a very long time ago. Uh, and then she started overseeing kids ministry and then I moved into a different role and so I think I've moved into several different roles and had I let insecurity or uh, let this be a big challenge I wouldn't have gotten to grow in areas that I didn't even know I had in me so like for example um, team assimilation our serve team um, our growth classes helping people find a place so we talked a little bit about discipling last time and that helped me be able to like take what I've been discipled with and then help disciple others. And mm-hmm. had I had I not looked at that or had I looked at it like a challenge, I wouldn't be where yeah. I am today. I wouldn't have been able to grow. And so can you talk to us a little bit about guarding our heart and guarding yeah. our attitude as we navigate changes since they are coming and they are part of health? I mean, ultimately, I have to be responsible, like the buck stops with me in regards to ministries functioning, uh, people growing, um, particular areas uh, needing specific things to happen at certain times, deadlines, whatever. And so ultimately, it all falls back on me, you know, but a lot of times we talk about things as a collective and we're looking for who's the best person. Okay, who's the best person? Can they do it in this season of Mm -hmm. life? Oh, who's the best person? Can they do it in this season of life with the stuff that they've just taken on? So it's it's not even about it's never personal. Right. It's always about the overall functionality of uh, wasn't that your your name on it? (laughs) functionality enthusiast Enthusiast, at one point yes well you should probably tell me how to make this happen (laughs) but um we need to let them in on that what was a functionality enthusiast when you were doing creative what uh it was the closet industry that's right and you would call yourself a functionality Mm -hmm. enthusiast. give myself my own name (laughs) yeah well that i mean that exactly is what we're we're doing we're the functionality of ministries and people working together and communication and organization and team. See, see, people come into church and they see things happen. They don't realize how much organization and communication and um, people work, working together, it takes to make all those things happen. And you guys, um, specifically you and Haley, you know, did switch roles at different times and uh, or someone would not be able to do something and so we now we now we move someone into this area and that didn't work necessarily maybe they got the they got a great personality but maybe they're not very administrative or they're super administrative but they're they're not good with people they're just really not yet they need to grow into that and so there's so many different dynamics happening but you don't know until you um 
start and see if there's the chemistry that works right. there. This is one of the biggest mistakes I made as a leader. I always used to think, man, I went to coffee with this guy. He loves Jesus. He loves people. This is awesome, right? Then you throw him into the mix with people. He's making people mad. People are quitting the team. Like, what is going on? You know, like, I have to eat that one. Like, I've got to yeah. now go back and talk to this person and, and make some changes. Well, um, it's an organism that things need to flow together, you know, and, and people can't be the blood clot that stops the flow. Right. And um, that takes work. So people have to learn how to adapt and change and not get stuck because life is change. Um, and, and we just try to make that happen as much as possible. That is so good. I was thinking, too, about the worship team and um, in the season. I think it was probably more of a previous season. We had to uh, change and adapt and become a lot more fluid because mm-hmm. we wanted to, big picture, we wanted to be able to learn how to support the moment in a, in a ministry in an instant in an yeah. instant mm-hmm. so like if you're feel, you're up there preaching and you're feeling from the holy spirit that we need to go into a ministry moment we want to be prepared and sure. so we just started like really instilling let's be fluid let's be fluid let's yeah, just be yeah. ready not not prepared but let's yeah. be ready to change on a dime and um, and some personalities embrace that right others right. will be like fluid what are you talking about what's the structure right. what's the plan when do we start when do we end we're where's the framework for this and right. when you someone who's completely opposite of that you know or or we say we're going to do something completely opposite of that uh steps in that can that can freak people out but right. again that is part of how things change right? well, i think that's too why it's so important to find and get into the flow of the leader that you're currently under so that you're not swimming against the current yeah yeah i mean you do that at work you know if you if you are part of a a team and a new leader, a new manager, a new overseer comes into the project or the business or whatever, people just adapt. Right. And then they go and talk about it at lunch. What do you think about the new boss? You know, <laughs> Not, you know, but, but for some reason, I see so many Christians get left behind in church life because they don't want to adapt. Mm. They don't want to change. They don't like change yeah. or they'll say, okay, I like it, but they really don't. Sure. And they get left behind. I think people forget like uh, church and, and the kingdom of God, all this is a, a moving train. Right. Like Jesus is not waiting for me to catch up to do his work on this earth. He's not waiting until I get a good attitude right. about it. He's not waiting until my heart gets right about it. Like I'll get left behind and I don't want that to happen. Right. I've never wanted that to happen. So yeah. it requires a heart posture of humility where I say, you know what, man, I'm not gonna get myself into a funk where I'm having a negative attitude about change that's being made, people that, I mean, yeah, a day or two, I get it, but dude, get over it. The kingdom of God doesn't revolve around you. Right. You've got to adapt if you wanna survive earth. <laughs> Parenting, <have> marriage. <laughs> Life, change, change, change. It's not going to stop. It never will stop. It always keeps going. That is why creatives thrive with change because, like, we, we love to take it on a, on a turn on a dime. Wow, let's shift. Okay, yeah, yeah it's frustrating. Let's just try and make it happen. Now it's a challenge. But again, other people who are more like structured and, and need the big picture, like, kind of laid out, I get it. But at the end of the day, things change. Yeah. And in church life, you don't want to die in the wilderness. Right because you were immovable, because you wouldn't adapt, you wouldn't shift. Um, you don't want that in your business. You don't want, you know, how those businesses that refuse to change, you know, and then they're out of business. 
Why were they out of business? Because they refused to change. Right. Some people are out of church. Why? Because they refused to change either internally, uh, team-wise, culturally, attitude-wise, heart-wise. There was a, a shift. And you, I think you get windows where God is speaking so clearly, trying to take us into new life, yeah. new ways of thinking. Um, behold, I make all things new. Right. And I'm I'm making a way where there seems to be no way. You know, how do we how do we get through this? You got to change. Yeah. You got to move with what's moving. And um, how do you hear God if you're always resistant to change? Mm. Oh, that's good. Like, how do you really know he's moving in your life if you resist every change that comes your way? Right. Right. He's the same, but his ways, he, he moves in different ways. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think God's changing everything 24-7, and I'm, it's always me that's behind yeah. <laughs> trying to catch up. So That was so good. Yeah. I don't know if we have uh, any more time, but I was just going to say that I feel like that's why it's so important to guard your heart and guard your attitude because yeah. if things are always changing and if God is telling you about a change he's going to make, uh, and we don't want to get left behind. We have to guard our heart and yeah. our attitude so we can continue in this forward motion because we want to go onward and upward yeah. with Jesus. I just, absolutely. And I, I just remember like growing up, being part of teams over the last 25 years, like for whatever, whatever area of ministry and church life, and always coaching people and being coached in my own heart, like, I don't want to be the dam that stops the water from flowing. Right, yeah. Right? Because if I have a team of 10 people and we're making some changes and I'm telling 10 people, well, they're making these changes and I don't like it and this is the way it's going, but I don't like it and I'm stopping the flow. Right. Right? Um, or if I tell eight of them, hey, this is what we're doing, and then I take two of them who are, oh, I really don't like this change, and they get all negative with them and kind of build my own little club of negative people who flow with me. I'm, I'm really stopping the flow, you yeah, know? Yeah, you're it causing is, division. It is causing division. Yeah. A lot, but a lot of times people don't even know they're causing division. Yeah. They just have a horrible attitude about change. Mm. They're defensive. They, they're, you can't move them. You can't be molded. It has to be your way. It has to be the way you thought. And life doesn't work like that. Right. Team doesn't work like that. Church doesn't work like that. Marriage doesn't work like that. Like parenting. <laughs> like your kids no, don't grow up not. how you thought they would. You, you know, your, your wife wasn't what you thought she would be. She is who she is. You learned it along the way. Your husband is who he is. You just learned it along the way. You thought you knew. You had a picture. You had some ideas. Some things were right. But you learned a lot more as time went on. Yeah. And so... Change is always happening around us. And, you know, the heart is the wellspring of life, is what it says in Proverbs. And, and when that that wellspring, if it's flowing with bitter waters and attitudes about change and attitudes about teamwork and communication and, uh, well, I'm just going to move on or I'm just going to leave, or, well, you're going to get left behind. And guess what? People are going to move on without you. Right. And you'll go to the next season, the next place, with that, that lesson that you didn't learn and you'll have to learn it somewhere else. Right. And sometimes that's the, the path people have to take to realize that the world doesn't revolve around them and that yeah. life is bigger than their wants and desires. It's bigger than anything they think yeah. of at the time. So. 
God is always doing something. Yeah. He's always changing. Moving. I think just looking at change is change. Being healthy and change uh, is equivalent to growth is a helpful mindset to have. It is. Yeah. Well, uh, hopefully we got some good content here. <laughs> that felt like a really good flow we just had. <laughs> I, I think so, too. Remember Did we hit our points? I, I don't, don't know. know. <laughs> but we had fun. We did. Hopefully and everyone else has fun, too. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> it's about us, right? All right. Thank you so much, Misty. This was great. We'll Thank do it again. Thank you. Yes. All right. We'll see you guys next time. That's it for today. Until next time, remember that the God we serve is greater than any of our failures. He's more invested in us than any human on the planet. You're a gift to this earth, to this generation, and maybe even the next. So don't shortchange yourself. Keep growing and live your life to honor Jesus and his purpose in you. Join us soon for another episode of Midweek Motion.